So how was your day? Oh, man, my day was great. We did a video shoot for a commercial today. Sweet. So we get we get some more JR on the uh, on the TV. That's because it's always fun when I'm when I'm in a uh, in a house uh, all across the state <laughs> on the other side of the state, and the TV's on, and and here here comes a Crutchfield commercial. And I go, hey, that's my buddy JR. <laughs> the cool, like, the coolest experience like that I ever had was uh, we had filmed an ad specifically for the Harrisonburg retail store. Mm-hmm. And I was in Harrisonburg at a brewery at an open mic. And there's a little uh, lounge room right next to the perform like the performance space. And uh, there's a TV playing. And, uh, I'm <laughs> and like, you come on I'm like, during your set. I, I wonder if my ad's going to come on sometime tonight. That would be cool. And sure as shit, I'm standing there. All my other comedian friends are hanging out in the room. And boom, my ad comes on. I'm like, hey, guys. And the TV was like right behind me. I'm like, hey, ch- check that out. And they're, like, they just couldn't <laughs> believe what was happening. It was awesome. <laughs> Meta. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to start the show. I think so. I think uh, I think the people deserve it right now. And we're back. It is episode five of Small Things. Numero cinco. Numero cinco. That's right. We are bilingual on this, uh, but only when yes. saying numero cinco. Yes. We are limited to that. Uh, I also know how to say I like to dance in Espanol. Me gusta, oh, yeah? Me gusta bailar. Uh, Donde esta la cerveza? Where is the beer? That's the only thing I need. <laughs> Uh, and well, after when after la, when we were after, when we after, were getting after ready the cerveza, you might need donde está el baño. Uh, el baño, yes. <laughs> but when we were uh, when we were we were supposed to tour the Soviet Union, what? While it was still the Soviet Union, uh, back in 1989, uh, we had two guys that were linguists in the in the group, and they were busy learning, you know, how to communicate with. Uh, you know, with the the locals on on everything, and basically, I learned uh, where's the vodka. And I couldn't tell you that now because it's been a while, but uh, that was my main concern: is where can I get the vodka? Where's the vodka? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be totally versed in what I needed that time. Nice. So. Well, we've got some music things to talk about today, which I like it when we talk music uh, because I do too. I mean. Because that's what we were registered as. Yeah, that's kind of uh, <laughs> what we promised the podcasting algorithms that we would be. So uh, I got to say, though, last uh, our last episode, episode four, uh, entitled Dude, fuck. <laughs> uh, I think my dad's mad at me for that one. Yeah, I think so. I got I got a little bit of that. So I was like, I'm going to I'm going to refrain from even saying it i think uh-huh. i think we've i think we've worn out those subjects uh we've had a couple uh on that and uh and our our trusty listeners that have been that have been uh 
chiming in with with to- new topics uh-huh. for us. So we didn't hear anything from them this week. So I think they're tired of that too. So uh, I think we're going to put those to rest. I, what do you think? I, I think I we should fully get a little more. Agree. Uh, uh, maybe we I, shouldn't just trust our little Facebook group <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to drive the content of this show. I think you and me probably are smart enough to come up with some maybe some more thoughtful topics uh maybe so dad hopefully tonight yeah i think we've got something some good stuff for tonight so if my dad bothers to listen again uh then maybe he'll be rewarded with uh with zero discussion of uh of the things that we've been discussing right the small things that we have so far considered um yes i thought i had a whole response to my dad's comment on the facebook post for that episode, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to be clear, we were talking about uh, dick pics and the f word in the last episode, and uh, and when Dad started to listen and figured out that that's what we were talking about, he abandoned ship and wrote this comment: "Sorry, but I would consider any amount of time listening to two adult men discussing penises or the word." Fuck, a complete waste of time. Looking forward to some better topics for discussion. I had a whole response written out that I just deleted, and instead I went with, fair enough, thanks for the feedback. (laughs) I was going to try to debate with him. We weren't discussing penises. Like, we weren't discussing... No, we did that the week before. (laughs) (laughs) True. But this time we weren't. We were discussing... Uh, the picture, the idea that said. there's really nothing good that comes from the uh, you know sending unsolicited dick pics. That was the gist of Correct. the message, uh, and and then it was a it, positive message, right? Uh, and uh, we of course did lean into our favorite curse word, which I guess uh, there's no way around that one. He's right. right? No, uh-uh. yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I I love He's the fact that, that he listened enough to get angry and to say something. I literally would rather have an angry listener than a listener who says zero uh, and says nothing. Oh yeah, give us, give us that, mean, that means we're touching you. That means you're touching you somehow, you know, and that's. Uh, uh, Bad news is better than no news. Correct. At times. Yes. So, so everybody else, be just like my dad. Tell us what you love, what you don't love uh, about this show. But especially what you don't like, because uh-huh. that's uh, that's what will keep us from doing it again. Uh, because if we just run rampant throughout uh, the next 400 or so episodes, I mean, you know, you just won't listen. And we'd rather for you to listen and uh, and, and enjoy it than to get mad and not listen anymore exactly. because that's that's the antithesis of why we do this. I'll be uh, so can I? I'll be having a conversation with my dad live on uh, Facebook Messenger later this evening. So I'll, oh, I'll find out just how mad he is and if he's ever going to well, give just, this podcast another chance. He will. He will because we're not going to go there again. Exactly. So, but can, can we do? Can I do a couple stats real quick? Stats. Because we added a new. I like it. We added a new country. We added a new we, country. Yes, I like it when you start out with stats. When I did, when I started off with my other podcast, it's all it was mm-hmm. all I could do. Uh, all I wanted to do was talk about, hey, look at this, check this out. I've added this and I've added that. It's so much fun. Uh, so yeah, let's start off with some stats. Uh, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing good, man. We are we are getting up. Uh, I think our our average uh, our average listen now is thirty. Uh, which is really good. Um, we just need to get that up to 50 so that we can get that uh, all-important advertising uh, so that uh, 
Because it just sounds better to have advertising. <laughs> I think it does. Not like we're going to make a bunch of money or anything, but I, I like I, I like the possibility of having it. It is kind of weird uh, but, to listen to a podcast that has no ads, and you know, if they don't explain, like if they don't have some moral thing against ads, they just don't have any. You have to wonder how how big a deal is this podcast? Not even a big. I, I mean, ads actually add validity, in my opinion. And a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they offer like a paid subscription oh, version yeah. where you can get it ad free i'm like i don't want your ad free podcast i kind of want to hear your ads yeah i want to get ideas right. on on the ads i've bought stuff uh, i have found things to watch and or listen to because of the ads i've heard on podcasts they're better than oh, they're better than the ads you're going to watch on any tv show or anything like that yeah yeah it's uh and especially the you know when they when they share the other uh, the other shows on the network or whatever. And, of course, we do that every week anyway because we only have two. So yeah. <laughs> on on the Gary and JR network, is there's there's this one and then JR's. So, you know, yeah. until I get my until I get my own, uh, we will remain at two. So, uh, but we added another country. Which country? Let yes. Me, let me take a guess. Um, give me a continent first. Europe. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, did we did we have Germany already? Because I got Germany on my. Oh yeah, podcast. Germany yeah, is okay. Germany is way up there. Poland. Already had Poland. Already had Poland. Italy. Oh, Italia. I got it. Si. I haven't looked. I didn't cheat. I just guessed the. My the yeah. So Italy. we're now Sweet. Australia is leading the pack with three percent, and Germany is close on its heels at two and then ireland poland and italy uh, are coming in at uh, around one percent so uh, that is awesome and the more of course the more people we get the the lower their the more americans we get the lower their percentage will go um but uh you know right now it's it's looking really good to our aussie listeners i want you to realize how hard it was for me just now not to immediately Start talking in an Australian accent thing, saying all the cliched, you know, American versions of Australian phrases. I'm trying to avoid saying them even right now. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about your beer. I don't want to. You know, nothing. Uh, so you're welcome for not doing that uh, in an effort to have you continue to listen. Uh, I'm, I'm still not doing it. It's so hard. Even the even the non-Australians appreciate that. Jeremy. Right. You're welcome, really everybody. So, uh, so uh, as far as as where people are listening, Spotify still number one, uh, which makes sense since we're on Anchor and Anchor's part of Spotify, and Spotify is the most popular one, thing in the world. Uh, and then Apple is coming in at, at a very distant second, uh, followed by Castbox, which I've never heard of. So, mm. uh, thank you, uh, Castbox listeners. That is that is really awesome. And then the most important parts are, oh, where'd I go? Did we uh, did we most, did we lose females talking about dick pics last week, or did we? Gain? No, they, it no, it's still it's solid in seventy six percent female, twenty four percent male. Um, uh, we lost our younger viewers or, or listeners. To, we're now primarily 35 to 60 plus and still we we used to have one i thought we had one couple of listeners in the 28 uh to 34 range but but uh, that's okay these are all mature subjects we do need to try to get the kids listening though that's the secret to 
successful podcast numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we'll. I guess we'll have to talk about Dua Lipa. Right. I think. I think that will do it. That could possibly. Of course, then we'll. I have to find out about Dua Lipa first. So <laughs> you do some research. Yeah. Oh God. And now you use the R word. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I don't, so I don't think that's fair. So, so yeah, so we're, we're 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 continuing on our our great uh, our great trek forward here at Small Things Considered. So we're not quite ready to uh, discuss knowledgeably hip young artists that the kids are into. Instead, we're going to talk about musicians that are dying. Um, at least this uh, first segment. Uh, because just within the past few days, uh, Jeff Beck unexpectedly passed away. And uh, I'm going to start this, but I, I think Gary's going to have a lot more to say about Jeff Beck than I would. Because, I mean, I've heard his name. I've known he's a guitarist. I couldn't have told you one song he did. I'm not one of those guitar guys. Uh, I can certainly appreciate a great guitar solo uh, and the sound of a good guitar. I enjoy it, obviously. But... I'm not a guitar nerd. I'm not into. That's not my world, right? More of a drummer. So, uh, so Jeff Beck was, and he didn't really have like one band that was his that like everybody knows. Like it's just he worked with a bunch of people, right? And he was kind of uh, he was prolific for a long time, uh, doing songs that he was sort of an unsung hero. That's all I kind of know about Jeff Beck. Uh, I, I thought going into this episode, you might have a lot more to say about him. And uh, he was one of your earliest influences. Is that right? One of my earliest influences, yes. Uh, Wired and Blow by Blow uh, were his uh, first two all-instrumental albums. Fantastic stuff. Uh, you know, it's I'm a, it was a jazz, blues, rock fusion, uh, which I was really into uh, early on. And uh, he was just so melodic in what he what he did. Uh, really inspired me to to you know be melodic and, and and think about the think about the song first and not the flash. He was he was not the flashiest player, which is also um, much to his uh, much to his merit. Um, but you know, he he played with Rod Stewart a lot. Uh, he played in the uh, Small Faces. That was a that was a you know tremendous group back in the '60s, um, and you know the, but the one thing the the one thing that I wanted to kind of do I I have a weird thing with people with people passing away, uh, but I look at their life and it's like man this guy had a bountiful bountiful life and he you know he did pretty much everything he wanted to do. I think you know. I don't. I don't think there was any. I don't think he left any un, unturned stones or anything like that uh, for the afterlife. I think he. I think he made everything. Everything happened that anyone could possibly want to to do. Uh, so I mean, he was seventy nine years old. It is not surprising when someone that's 79 years old passes away. I no. mean, it's just, it's just not, you know, and most of my friends obviously are, are approaching that age. Uh, they're not there yet, but some of them are, some of them are in their seventies and, uh, and you know, they, they took it all in stride of, of like, well, yeah, that's 
going to be happening to to me in in a few years. It's just there's there's no way there's no two two ways around it. You can't uh, you can't buy it off. You know. I mean, it's just. Uh, but the the good part was that he he continued playing uh, up until up until he left and from. The reports that I've gathered today, he just passed away. It wasn't anything, um, no craziness or anything. I, I don't think I don't I don't think he ever was a big druggie or anything, uh, other than just the normal stuff. Uh, and pretty much, as most as most of the elder statesmen of rock and roll uh, are, you know, has been clean for a while, and uh, that's the only way he's, you know he lived to to uh, 79 years old i mean pretty much keith is even clean i mean he hasn't had anything for ages but uh, he's you know he's had enough for the rest of us anyway before that yeah so um what are uh, are there any particular jeff beck songs we should sample maybe we can't play the whole thing obviously but um what do, what do you think of well, when you think of my, Jeff Beck? what's the first song that well, comes to mind well let me tell you my favorite song that he plays on which is people get ready by rod your know, rod stewart song yeah um i mean that's kind of that's kind of what i based uh, the song people on uh and uh, but he has i mean he has a tons of amazing work like i said off of uh, wired and blow by blow but honestly i couldn't tell you too many of the song titles either i just i listened to it as a block typically you know it wasn't he he didn't do you know, quote unquote singles. You know, he wasn't on the radio. It didn't when he when he was doing the instrumental stuff. But him doing his uh, his backup work is was just amazing. I mean, that was the whole idea. Well, yeah, just, I, I went to read through the, the Wikipedia and I didn't get through it all. But the the sheer number of songs he played on that I, I would never have known. Uh, yeah, had, had I not gone to research it, uh, pretty impressive how how prolific he was. Oh yeah, I mean that's what he did. He was a sideman, and uh, you know he became he he came out front for you know for a while, and he continued to release his instrumentals. But I it seems to me that he most appreciated playing with other people, because that's what he did more than anything, you know. And that's that's the tell the telling sign is is what do you do the most of? He had he could pick and choose whatever he wanted to do. He could have he could have <clears throat> sat at home and and uh, watched videos for you know the second half of his life if that's what he wanted to do i mean you know uh but he didn't he wanted to go out and play and uh and play he did with anybody that he wanted to play with because everybody wanted him uh him around Yeah, I mean, the his style was so unique. Uh, he played without a pick, but he also played well. 
uh, almost held the 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 Wang bar all the time. He always you noticed how how fluid it was and how how it always was kind of warbly and and uh, very soft and 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 liquid. It was like it was like you know it's almost like the strings are liquid because he's always playing on the on the Wang bar and just. It, nobody, nobody ever even attempted to to try to copy him. The Wang bar. I thought we weren't going to talk about penises this time. Oh no, no, that's the Wang. So We're the, not talking about. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dad. Bad joke. Uh, so, um, <laughs> the Wang bar is the thing on the guitar that actually like lifts the strings or moves them a little bit and gives them that that the bendy right. If you've ever the listened bendy. to Tenacious yeah. D, where they do the bendy, that's the bendy right. Yeah, it's that it's a thing that's on every one of my guitars because uh -huh. it's a crutch for me. I can't play it without it. So. <laughs> even though I don't even use it that much, but it's a, you know, it uh, it's definitely a crutch that I have to have. I got to be able to grab it whenever I want it. <laughs> sorry, that's all I can think of. Is, uh, sorry, Dad. I think sorry, Dad is going to be what I say now every time. I think that's going to be the title. I think <laughs> yeah. that's the title of the, the sorry, of Dad. The show. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dad. <laughs> Episode title. I love it. Uh, so is the Wang bar and the bendy and all of that, what gave him the ability to, uh, that song's a perfect example when he's playing that intro solo. I'm, I'm not just hearing him play guitar. I'm hearing Rod Stewart sing well before Rod Stewart starts singing the words to that song because Jeff Beck is, it's like his guitar is singing and not just, you're not just hearing a guitar sound. You're hearing feeling and emotion and the words that are, have, have yet to be sung in that song. Exactly. It's to him. That's his, that's his voice. You know, he has all the, all the power of a, of a voice where, you know, and every, every really, you know, the top level guitar players do, have a voice even even not top level players they have their own voice <clears throat> but no one used it like he did and the the fluidity because of the way he structured his playing and everything just is it, it's it's untouchable no one no one has ever even tried it because it's just not worth it because he did it he did it the best there you go Rest in peace, Jeff Beck. Thanks for all the stuff that you shared with us, man. Every, every musician uh, and musician-adjacent friend I have on Facebook uh, said something about Jeff Beck. Uh, and it's pretty rare that every musician I know has that you know kind of respect for somebody that passes like that or some anybody any famous musician you know there's going to be a faction of people that like them and respect them and are sad that they're gone but it's rare to find somebody that everybody is sad they're gone yeah yeah there's always there's you know, I don't I don't know if I don't ever remember in forever ever have you know someone being a Jeff Beck hater you know because it seems like everybody else has a hater you know like, right Oh, Jimi Hendrix wasn't all that, or oh, Eric Clapton doesn't do that, or you know, and, and this or that, the other thing, you know, just the people that we hold in high high esteem, uh, but no one has ever had that. I've never had heard that about Jeff Beck because he was he was he, he, the way he lived his life was he was the working man. You know, he was just he played guitar. You know, yeah, and that's that's what I do.
and uh, I'll play guitar for you. Cool, let's go. But he especially loved playing guitar for Rod Stewart. <laughs> I mean, that's that was his main collaborator, you know, his main vocalist collaborator for... for well, it's a magical for combination right there, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I've got, right. I've got a, uh, a, a stumper for you. Uh, I want to see if Great. you can guess who wrote and sang the lyrics I'm about to read to you. And I'll, uh -oh. I'll explain why <laughs> afterwards. So I'll read the lyrics first. Uh, if you don't just know it just from the lyrics, then I'll give you four choices. Okay. So here's the lyric. This is a small snippet of a song. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. So if you're playing along at home, see if you can figure out what song and who wrote and sang those lyrics. Give you a few seconds to just see if you can come up with it. I'll give it to you again if you want to hear it again. Yes, please. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. That sounds so familiar, but I don't know. I need the I need the choices. All right, it's, we're, choices. we're going to multiple choice. Here you go. Here's your All four right. choices: Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Ozzy Osbourne, The Mamas and the Papas. I'm going to go with Ozzy. Bingo. That's the uh, the lyrics, uh, some of the lyrics to the song Crazy Train. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. Yeah, I attempted that song one time and it was not it was not pleasurable at no? all. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> So here's why, here's why I brought that uh, as a small thing to consider on today's episode. Uh, the, um, my Spotify Discover Weekly is pretty damn good at suggesting new and fun and interesting songs to listen to. And this week is no exception to that rule. So uh, this is a cover of that song. And the reason that uh, I tuned into the lyrics was because I could actually understand them in this cover. <laughs> This is a, uh, the crazy train. I've heard it thousands of times, right? But I never, yeah. I never knew how meaningful and sensitive and loving this song is. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it was different than I was, I was. I was like, wait, that's the lyrics to Crazy Train? I just couldn't believe it. Uh, I mean, I was never a big Ozzy Osbourne fan. Like, I mean, I love the songs. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have to say, I've loved the covers I've heard of his songs usually more than I love the originals. War Pigs by Faith No More is a perfect example. Oh, yeah. No, I, did, I, I used to do, uh, in Kaugamu, we did uh, War Pigs. Oh, God, please. Can we bring it back for To Be Fair? I'm down. Uh, no. Oh, I can't, that is, I'm playing, I'm playing 
Tony Iommi's part, guitar part and trying to sing it at the same. No, no, that was uh, that was a. I don't know that I can uh, sing it playing the drums either. Oh, God. Not that, not that drum part. That was no. Uh, no huh? <laughs> I can't. I don't even think I can do the drum parts. So. Uh, all right, fine. So I guess we're not doing War Pigs. Uh, but I've like uh, the cake. I mean, cover. we could we could do like we could do like a stripped down. For, I mean, we could do a try to. I mean, completely rework well, it or something. Well, maybe once you hear a little bit of this cover of Crazy Train, maybe you'll maybe you'll rethink our ability mm-hmm. to cover this song because this is the song that inspired this little segment of Small Things Considered. Okay. Here, here we go. It's by a band called the Fun Loving Criminals, uh, which you've probably heard of. They yeah. uh, they're famous for this song. Here's a snippet of uh, Scooby Snacks. Oh yeah. <laughs> So that's like their biggest hit, right? 28 million plays on Spotify. That's their biggest hit by far. Uh, And uh, they've got this album uh, of covers, and this is the song. uh, This is their version of Crazy Train. We'll listen to just enough. We'll get through the lyrics that I just read to you. Ay, ay, ay. have to play Ozzy Osbourne the way Ozzy Osbourne does Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, uh, no. I actually I think I think we when we did uh, War Picks I think we actually stepped up the tempo a little bit which is totally insane that I Ooh, I just remember faster after, War Picks? I'm down, yeah, Gary. Come on. So. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that could I, I and that was see that was also 20 years ago, so. Right. And I, and I couldn't really do it then. I pretty certain that i can't i don't have the the air in me anymore to do that but we could try it we could we could slow it down to a shuffle or something that would, I mean, we could trade off that would be the fun. verses or something give each yeah. other a break but yeah that was awesome that that was like um oh shoot what's the it's something jukebox um postmodern jukebox postmodern jukebox oh they're fantastic God, i love their stuff yes and uh, they they'll take they'll take a punk song and and do a swing version of it and it just it's awesome. Well, their or version hell. their version of "Sweet Child of Mine" is I it's uh, it's almost as good as Guns N' Roses. Yeah, it's pretty great. So yeah, I love their stuff. Uh, and this is a, a totally out of left field cover of an Ozzy Osbourne song that took me by surprise this week. Uh, and it's all I could think about. I almost talked about it on my other podcast, but I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saving that. I want to do a stump Gary type of thing. Uh, and uh, 
I wouldn't have been surprised if you got it straight off the lyrics it's, itself, but I made sure not to read them in any sort of uh, melodic way that matches right. the song. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to give you the, the melody at all. So, uh, but it was like, but I'm you like, got it right def- off the bat from the four choices, oh, yeah. though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because uh, I, I remember, like I said, I remember the song. I tried to learn it, and it was, I just, uh, we were trying to do it too, too close to the original. And uh, a lot of kind, a lot of times, you just got to do that if you really want to play the song. And and as far as my theory is, if the song can be played in a numerous in numerous ways, if a marching band can do it, if a bluegrass band can do it, if you know a jazz you know songstress can can do a version of it. And it still gets the meaning across, and still do everything. Uh, everything about the song is still intact. That it is a great song. I mean, I've just heard so many different versions of different songs. That you know, you know, how many versions of all along the Watchtower have you heard? You know, yeah. Uh, there's there's EDM versions. There's there's you know bluegrass versions. There's you know the Dave Matthews version. There's you know Jimi Hendrix, of course. It's it's a great song because it can be played in so many different ways. And I've I've heard like like Hey Ya by Outkast. I've heard a bluegrass version of that that is almost better than, <laughs> than the original version. And it's like well, oh the, my god, the Gourds version of Gin and Juice is uh, oh that is I, awesome, iconically yes. good. I can't even listen to the Snoop Dogg original version of that song. Like it's, <laughs> it doesn't do anything for me. Nada. Uh, but the gourds, I mean, I could, I, I know every word, and I want to <laughs> sing it at the top of my lungs, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some great bluegrass bands out there doing some amazing uh, covers covers of of uh, all kinds of things. I, I, I remember a few years ago. Uh, there's a band out of Detroit that said we we play Motown the way it was originally meant to be played with fiddles and banjos, <laughs> and then and then they would literally play the Motown catalog, and hmm. uh, and all in bluegrass and with the four part harmonies and everything, and it was just amazing. Do you think but it's, I'm terrible with names? You think it's kind of funny, maybe even a little ironic, that in this was Ozzy's first big song. Like this is, was like his debut, his introduction yeah. to the world was Crazy Train, uh, and uh, right in the middle of the song he says, uh, "I know that things are going wrong for me. You've got to listen to my words." Uh, listening to Ozzy and his words is one of the hardest things to do. <laughs> But he told everybody right from the beginning. You, you, you yeah. gotta, you gotta listen to my words, because uh, I mean the dude, the dude had his head screwed on straight, despite uh, so much evidence. It to being the not screwed on straight, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so and he was doing everything in his power to get that, to get that unscrewed. It's like, as much as possible. yeah, all of his actions were just to test your ability to ignore all that and actually listen to what he's saying, uh, which. I mean that's kind of powerful. I wonder if yeah. it was that calculated or not. I don't know. Not but. not until Sharon came along. Sharon Sharon put she focused the crazy. 
I mean, and she marketed the crazy. She put the so, crazy train on the tracks. Yes, she did. And you know, up until up until Sharon came along, well, Ozzy was bound bound for no glory, really. I mean, he he. Every time anyone asks, he's he contributes him any and all of his success to to Sharon. Yeah, because she really did save him from himself. Sweet. Well, good job. Uh, whoever uh, at home guessed that song correctly from the lyrics, good job. You were listening to Ozzy's Words. I just had something that I had to get off my chest about the whole uh, Prince Harry oh. and the Royals thing. Okay. And, because this this segment's all you, buddy, because I pay zero attention to any news regarding the Royals. I couldn't care less. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I, I don't really care that much at all. Um, I, I want to have my coffee at my bar stool, and the TV is on, you know, and yeah. it's on the Today Show. And they talk, they, they, the Today Show is very much a... They're Royals watchers, you know. They love the Royals. Anything going on with them, and so there, there's always a segment on that. And and the other day, they're you know they're talking about this thing where uh, Harry and William got into a scrap at uh, I I don't know it was something around the Queen's funeral where it became physical, you know. And and they're like they're aghast. They're like, "Oh my God, how can this happen? These are royals." I'm like, "That's no, not dignified." I'm like, "No, they're brothers." I mean, my brother and sister are considerably older than I am, and they're in their seventies, and they still to this day have chips on their shoulder about stuff that happened when they were. Seven and ten years old. You tell me that these two guys in their thirties don't just have stuff. You know that's gonna happen, man. They, you know, royal or not, they're still human. I just I find that I find that we expect these. I find that we expect these human beings, flesh and blood, and people to be completely different in action than the rest of humanity it is not it's not going to happen i mean it's just i mean they're not mark zuckerberg they don't have ai implanted in them you know no. <laughs> that's what austin and i were talking right before the thing was oh he's got to be AI. how else can you explain the haircut you know uh but uh, you know they're wait, just regular wait, people. Which, which haircut? The one who lives in America that actually? Oh has, no! I, was, I just made a bad a joke about oh, about okay. uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg's haircut. Zuckerberg's haircut. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> How else can you explain that? No, I think uh, and William, of course, is has got his dad's uh, hairline, which is uh, yeah. pretty standard. And Harry uses lots of minoxidil. I'm, I would imagine. So because uh, uh, I'm. He would he would pretty much have the same same kind of hair hair thing too, but he he seems to be holding on to yes, and and I would put money on that that's part of the problem. It's not that it's not mm -hmm. the marriage or anything like that. It's that William is going. You still have your hair, you little brat, <laughs> <laughs> and that cool ass beard. 
you know, here I am looking really goofy and, and dopey uh, and like my dad. Right. That's not cool. But that's all I just wanted to say. I just had a little thing because, you know, this is I've literally witnessed my brother and sister living out a spat that happened before I was born. <laughs> you know, in recent years. <laughs> and was it something that does, is deserving of such a grudge? Oh, God, no. It, I'm sure it was somewhere they sat at the dinner table or something. It's just totally stupid. I mean, no, I think no. I think the worst thing I did to my sister, which I I believe she has long forgiven me for, uh, was putting those little um, those little poppers that you get at like the state fair uh, underneath the toilet seat so that when she sat down, <laughs> it popped really loud and scared the crap out of her uh, and cracked me up because she would be screaming at me from the bathroom. Uh, and uh, it was because I think that was the final straw when my mom laid down the law that I was no longer allowed to scare my sister. Uh, but That's uh, generally a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. I did. No, it was a lot. I, I did not learn my lesson though, because I did that kind of stuff to uh, my now ex-wife as well. Uh, I'm happy to report, and I'm sure Kiki would be happy to report that I don't do that stuff to people anymore, because uh, it's uh, kind of a douchey thing to do. That's that's very much appreciated by all all accounts. I think <laughs> yeah, by everybody. I mean, the one thing, the one thing that my sister. She always had to to work really hard in school and everything. And my brother is got a ridiculously high IQ and could pretty much just breeze through anything unless he decided that he wanted to delve in deeper. So I think that was the main the main crux of it for most you know, most of their growing their formative years was that literally everything came you know, as far as education goes. And everything, everything came to my brother a lot easier than her, and so there's a little animosity there, I'm sure. I was real happy because uh, my brother was, uh, being that he was hyper intelligent and and considerably older than me, um, he left a real good legacy, and I had a real low bar of uh, of behavior. So, you know, I didn't, I, I hardly rarely got it got into bad trouble because what came before me uh was just such a mess so uh so thanks thanks fred i appreciate that good job fred <laughs> you're a true my, pioneer yeah pioneer but my uh my my bit my my uh, small thing you you are a streamer You've been a streamer for a while, haven't you? Meaning, I stream music. I stream music. I stream TV shows, movies. And movies. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Because you didn't. You I didn't do the cable. You cut the cable years ago, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I had Direct TV as recently as about four or five years ago, but uh, mm -hmm. that was only because where I moved, that was the only choice. But we had good enough internet. I cut that cord a while back and uh so yeah all of my tv and movie consumption comes through the internet either through youtube tv or basically all the streaming apps i subscribe to pretty much all of them hbo paramount hulu netflix amazon and so on and so on uh so yes uh and of course that's how i consume music that's how i consume podcasts and books uh and everything so yeah streaming i don't know what i would do without it yes i'm a streamer Cool. 
Do you use Tubi? I've seen the Tubi app. Uh, it's popped up, but I've never used it. I could go. I could lose everything else and just have Tubi mm. because it is the weirdest and most awesome collection of random video artifacts that you've ever even thought about of course it's got some it also has some of the old you know like old sitcoms and stuff which which i like okay but what i really like is their documentary section so uh austin and i were talking about some music last night and i brought up uh the cult you're, you're familiar with the cult right i've heard that's a band right the cult yeah yeah, yeah. The, the cult and i couldn't uh, i couldn't name one song of theirs but i know that it's a band Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean they're they're phenomenal. You really should check them out. They have they have three or four fairly distinct uh, periods. You know, like they would go and they would they had a very distinct sound uh, for a a few years running. But they they two in in particular, and uh, this follows up with one of your favorite folks, uh, Rick Rubin. Uh, so. In the in the early '80s, they formed in '83 as uh, the Southern Death Cult, um, Ian Asbury and uh, and Billy Duffy uh, started out as you know as your punk post punk goth early goth kind of dark uh, and moody, and then and they started uh, pulling up a lot of stuff with I mean I called it and I, I used the term. Um, psychedelic punk, and if, if you pull up uh, "Seashell Sanctuary," is that a song? A yes, "She Sells Sanctuary." Yeah, that's their most streamed song on Spotify. Absolutely, a hundred and forty-five million streams on Spotify. Now, that's a lot for a cult, wouldn't you say? That's a cult. Well, not they're not a cult. <laughs> they're they're the, the cult. cult. All right, should I play a little bit of this? Yeah, play play a couple sex. No so idea could, what he just said. I don't. I can't say for sure I've ever heard that song before. Oh but, wow! But I like it. I liked it. I mean, it was never a it, hit. As soon as it kicks in, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in. I can't stop mm -hmm. moving when I hear this. This is good. Yes, yeah, and that was in. And they had other ones off of that. In that uh, love, uh, what was the two? Love and ecstasy was their their two really swirly ones. Uh, but yeah, the next one is right there, Firewoman. Now that song uh, I've heard. That's the one yeah. I couldn't have named so, it ahead of time, but now that I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that song. Yeah. So this, so up until that point, they were getting along quite well, and I mean, getting along as a band. They they had more drummers than than Pale Blue Dot. Um, <laughs> 
As the and, uh, original drummer of Pale Blue Dot, I can appreciate yeah. that joke. Thank you. And, and more bass players than Modern Logic. So, <laughs> um, so you know, they they were. I mean, so it was basically it was it was Ian Asbury and, and Billy Duffy. That's that was the that was was and is the core of the cult and whenever they have a whenever they have a spat the cult doesn't exist for a while and then they get back together and they pull in whoever uh but uh don't you you use matt sorum sticks right uh the guns are no for some reason uh this could be a whole thing uh (laughs) for this could be a small thing to consider someday Uh i'm not a matt sorum drummer fan uh i uh i I did not like it when steven adler left guns and roses uh so uh, i was always annoyed by that and i never really got on the matt sorum train sorry oh what so who's because you use a signature stick lars ulrich you may have heard of him He's a he's a drummer. Oh, I did a, not picture you as a Lars as a Lars stick well, he, person. His signature sticks are made by a head. They are like a uh, there's like an aluminum metal right, yeah. uh, uh-huh. shaft with a plastic sleeve that you uh, can replace and oh, absolutely, tips yeah. That are, you unscrew and screw new ones on. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they supposed to last for a long you, time. I have broken my Lars Ulrich sticks and had to buy you, more, but those are my favorite sticks. Yeah. You, uh, if 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 it had stayed on, you might have had a Dwight Gibbs stick in your hand instead of a large Lars Ulrich because we used, that's what we used or that's what he used back in the day. He was one of the first first uh, users, and I remember we got his got a box up because you got a you'd get the stick. Well, back in the day, you get the stick, you know, the core, and then they would they would send him like. For every pair of sticks, he would get five more sets of sleeves and ten sets of of tips. Yeah, and and um, and yeah, they did break. Also, uh, they bent and and various other things. But that was uh, that's so cool that because uh, I thought that that's what you used. But you got so much tape on them and everything, you can't tell. They I, could be, yeah, they I, could be I, I'm bad bat. for <laughs> dropping sticks, uh, and sometimes they drop. Uh, they come out of my hand at inopportune times, with it, which so mm-hmm. makes it seem like I'm throwing them at the bass player. <laughs> um, which I, and then the, and there there are times you go to throw one at the bass player and well, it sticks to your glove. So if I uh, <laughs> if I release them just right enough, he won't know if I'm throwing yeah. sticks at him on purpose or not. But uh, but anyway, I I thought that because Matt Sorum played. Uh, during for the cult for a while one of the many drummers of the cult one of the many many drummers of the cult the one the sad part is you haven't gotten to be the drummer for the cult yet but uh Hmm. i don't want to give you up so uh but yeah play the fire warrior fire woman uh fire woman So, 
so you hear the difference between those two songs? I mean, one's real swirly. Of course, that the Fire Woman started a little swirly, but it 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 became very f- forceful and kind of flat and in your face. It's like that was Rick Rubin. So Rick Rubin brought what? them into uh, brought them into a whole new level of uh, of rocked them and that's when they were that that's when they were going out on tour with guns and roses and well actually guns and roses opened up for them uh and that's how they met matt sorum and he became you know part of it later on but um you're playing with guns and roses acdc you know it was just like you know they went from playing with the cure and and uh the you know the Bauhaus and and the other and and the other goth bands more gothic bands to playing with these straight up rock and roll bands and that was so funny so I said all that to get to I went I wanted to find a documentary I was sure that I'd seen one on Tubi for the cult because they got all these music documentaries i've seen you know they got ones on prince on the cure on the grateful dead on the fish on just just crazy you know stuff that they took you know the roadie shot on tour and gave it to the manager and someone someone you know did a little voiceover and did some talking head stuff and and put a video out you know a documentary of this tour or or how how did we get there from here you know and that kind of stuff and so then i went on tubi to uh look look for the the cult documentary <laughs> oh boy that was fun i got to find all kinds of things out nothing about the cult though um I can guarantee you, you haven't seen hardly anything that's on it because it just has just the craziest stuff. I've just searched for the cult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're curious, you can just go to tubi.com. Uh, it let me sign in with my T-U-B-I. T-U-B-I. Yeah, t- uh, and T-U-B-I. Let me, uh, tubitv.com, sorry. Tubitv. Uh, and so I'm there. I signed in. So now I can start watching stuff. And I now have searched for the cult. <laughs> and in, even if you just put the cult, put in the, the cult documentary. Here, there's some there's some horror stuff going on here. Some Oh, yeah. The shocking truth about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But these are these are all documentaries about different different things. So it's about the course it's cult movies, actual cults, things that are talked about as cults. Uh, but as I as I go down and I'm and I'm and that and that line of you know that screen, you can scroll forever. And what caught my eye was relaxing white noise what tickled me was they would have they would have like a religious documentary followed up by porn by a porn doc yeah <laughs> tubi it is phenomenal and i'm just working my way through uh just the music docs alone are so cool there was uh there was one on um the uh the surf surf music 
Uh, uh, there's like, been like Dick Dale and stuff Dick like that. Dick Dale, yeah, oh, hell yeah. They have like three or four things about the the punk scene and everything. It's just phenomenal. It's just uh, so that was my that was my take on that. But what what spurred it on was just the absolute mayhem of the search of not the search bar but the browser bar. <laughs> it's just yeah. You know, you got you got the cult of the suicide bomber, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, you know, the behind the scenes stuff that you can't do that on film. The one that's then, catching my eye on this uh, search for the cult documentary and then the search uh-huh. results for that, this one on the far right, uh, I've been wanting to click on it ever since I saw it. Wolfman's Got Nards. <laughs> Wolfman's Got Nards. Uh, Gravitas Ventures. And they also they also have some of the world's greatest bad cheap movies, such as Velocipaster. Uh, Velocipaster. It's about a pastor who becomes a velociraptor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, did you ever find a documentary about the band The Cult here? No, I did not. <laughs> But it didn't matter because there were no. so many other things. <laughs> so I looked on Wikipedia and I looked in elsewhere, and and as far as I could tell, no one has made that uh, movie. And I I'm like, man, I can't believe that because their history is completely wackadoodle. <laughs> I mean, they're in and out of play of bass players and drummers, and they're doing you know this kind of music now and that kind of music here and. And it, and then uh, and then people started thinking that Ian Asbury was Native American when he's British, um, and then he goes and he plays with the Doors for a while. He, he what? Yeah, because he did he did this. He, he played Jim Morrison in something, some TV show or a biopic or whatever. And uh, Robbie Krieger and and Ray Manzarek uh, said. Hey, you want to go on tour? And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not doing anything," you know. And so they they went and played shows for a few years as the Doors, and then and then he spun off, spun that off as like a Doors tribute band. <laughs> you oh. know, it, uh, so just the story is amazing, but uh, uh, God, nobody's put it on film, and and I can't I can't or if they have, they need to put it on Tubi. If you're out there and you made a cult. Uh, the cult documentary. Please put it on Tubi so that I can watch it. To wrap the show up, uh, Tubi has a ton of documentaries, but is seriously lacking in their documentary about the cult, the band, the cult. So, the band, the cult. Yeah, right. I think you have to d- discern that because there's plenty of documentaries about on cults. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah, many, many. Uh, so, uh, so cool. So we hardly said the F word at all. And basically, I, zero, I didn't say it at all. I, I said it once, but I was reading somebody else's comment. You were reading but, your dad. <laughs> right. The guy who didn't want us to discuss the F word said the exactly. F word when he asked us not to discuss the F word. Oh, but that's okay. Cause you used it in quotes. So. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. And, and, and you got stuck a couple of times thinking about the other thing, but right. That that will also the, pass. the Wang Bar. You mean the Wang Bar? The Wang Bar. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Sorry. a whole section on Wang Bars in a couple weeks. Wang Bar segment. I like it. Sorry, Dad. 
Thank you for listening. This has been Small Things Considered, a Ranch Hand Records production. Brought to you by Anchor, Anchor anchor.fm. They are owned by Spotify. They are the website we use to host this podcast. And speaking of hosting, it's hosted by me, Gary Hawthorne. And me, JR. It's written and produced by me and JR in real time. None of that pre written stuff. Minimally researched and fact checked by JR and Gary. Painstakingly. Edited by JR. QA, quality assurance, by Gary. Actually, he just listened to it while having a drink, so. Theme song, Picture This, by To Be Fair, from the album Small, www.tobefair.com. A link will be provided in the podcast notes. Please sign up for the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash small things considered podcast. And let us know what you'd like us to discuss on the show. You can, uh, in addition to the Facebook group, you can also email us using the very clever email address we came up with, smallthingsconsideredpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe on your favorite platform, then share, like, and rate if possible. And don't forget, Three Things with JR, my other show, posting alternate weeks with Small Things Considered is also hosted by Anchor, and there'll be a new one of those a week after this episode drops. For JR Stoffel, I'm Gary Hawthorne. And for Gary Hawthorne, I'm JR Stoffel. And just remember, don't sweat the small stuff. Just consider it. Wolfman's got nards. Gravitas.